Radio 4. It's quite a good station, really, isn't it? Unfortunately, this is Frinton FM. Frinton FM, on the FM Waveband and based in Frinton. Where it's time to see what's coming up later tonight. At 4.20, there's another episode of the cheaply imported American radio cartoon, Doggy Doo, What Kind of Dog Are You? Like, now to find out the real identity of the ghost that's been haunting the museum. Real museum. Just as I thought, it's Mr. Smythe, the English museum owner. English, doggy do English. Yes, and I would have got away with it if it hadn't been for you poorly animated teenage hippies. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the real mystery is why we got such a bad American voice actor to play the part of an English villain. How did you know it was him, Fred? Simple, Scabby. Mr. Smythe was the only other character in the whole story apart from us. Yeah, Fred, like, where are the girls? They went off with Captain Caveman. We won't see them again. Zoinks! That's the Flintstones, you stupid mutt. Later, at 8.30, there's the welcome return of Crow's Nest, our wacky sitcom featuring everybody's favourite General Secretary of the National Union of Rail, Maritime and Transport Workers, Bob Crow. Oh no, Bob, your trousers have accidentally fallen down and the vicar who always says everything twice is about to let himself in. What are we going to do? You've got two options, really. Sit back and then just attack you or stand up and fight. One thing's for sure, if you sit back, they will carry on walking over you, but one thing's for certain, that the only way that you can resist those attacks is by standing up and fighting. Oh, uh, morning, Vicar. What's going on here, Mr Crow? What's going on here? We ain't stupid. We don't want to go on strike for the sake of it, but the same token goes. We only get something in life if we're prepared to fight for it, and we're only prepared to kick something in life if we're prepared to fight for it as well. I can assure you, Vicar, Bob's got a perfectly reasonable explanation. Haven't you, Bob? We think at the end of the day uh, that all this is basically to do, and it's proven, it's bureaucracy to stop workers having the ability to defend their terms and conditions and their jobs. Well, why didn't you say so, Mr Crow? Why didn't you say so? And halfway through tonight's 10 o'clock news, there's another chance to hear the New York Metropolitan Opera's recent adaptation of Leonard Bernstein's musical about two rival furniture stores, West Sideboard Story. That's all to come later on Frinton FM, unless you switch it off. But first... It's the John Dredge Nothing to Do with Anything show. Hello, I'm John Dredge and. Hello, I'm John Dredge and welcome to. Can someone turn the theme tune down, please? I'm afraid the volume control is slipped, sir. But I can hardly hear myself. Don't worry, sir. Hello, 
I'm John Dredge and welcome to the programme. Tonight we'll be... Excuse me, there's someone at the cartoon door. Yes? Ah! I'm being attacked by the theme tune and it's louder than ever. Help! Got it! Right in the crotches! Well done, Sergeant. Have a sound effect of a glass of wine. I think so it seems sub, but I never touch sound effects before lunchtime. Oh, right. Waste not, want not. What's that, sir? Another enemy theme tune on the horizon? Even worse, I'm afraid. It's the head of podcasts. I'd better take this. Hello? Yes, sir, I do understand we've got 15 minutes exactly and no more because you can't afford any overtime. You made that perfectly clear last week. Yes, I know I should stop mucking about with the theme tune and get on with the show. And cut down on time-wasting sentences like this one, sir, yes. And goodbye to you too, sir. And now, without any further references to chip shops in the Rygate area, not that there were any in the first place, let's meet our first guest. Back from his appearance in the last series, where he certainly established himself as someone we had on the show, it's pop singer, songwriter and musician Rex Twix. I must say, Rex, my producer's been enthusing about your new album all day. He must have impeccable taste. I'm afraid he hasn't got any taste at all, Rex. Oh. Anyway, there are a lot of people waiting to talk to you now, so let's go to line one and Malcolm. You're through to Rex Twix. Hi, Rex. I'm a big fan of your music. Thanks very much. What's your question? I'm having a bit of trouble with my washing machine, actually. The spin cycle's gone for a Burton. What do you think I should do? I don't know anything about washing machines, I'm afraid. Don't you want to ask Rex anything about his music, Malcolm? No, no, really not, because the spin cycle's gone, you see. Well, I don't think he can help you with that, so let's go to Gladys on line two. Hello, John, and hello to you too, Rex. I really like your new album. Thanks, Gladys. And what would you like to ask me? The door on my washing machine's come right off. What would you suggest? Really, I don't know anything about washing machines. Uh, I don't know why you'd even... Perhaps Tim on line three has a question about your music. Tim? Hi, John. Hi, Rex. Uh, I'd just like to say I'm a big fan of yours and I've got all your albums. Oh, I wondered where they'd got to. Your new album seems to be more political than any of your previous records. That's right, yes. Bearing that in mind, I was wondering if you could tell me why my washing machine isn't filling up properly. What? It's not filling with water correctly, as far as I can see. Look, I've told a lot of you already. I don't know anything about washing machines. I just want to talk about my songs. Did you hear that, Tim? I did, yeah. Don't you think you should apologise to Rex for asking such a ridiculous question? Sorry, Rex. I hope you're ashamed of yourself. I am, John. Any fool should know that if a washing machine's not filling up properly, you just need to adjust the water level setting at the back. All right. Thanks. Thanks, John. I'm surprised you didn't know that, to be honest, Rex. What is it, not Bert? I'm finding it very difficult to climb this hill while holding these sandwiches, this newspaper, these hats, this flannel, this twig and all this rice. If only I had something to put them in. Why not try the new Nothing To Do With Anything show, Hold All? Why on earth's that, Bert? It's a new type of bag you can put things in whenever or wherever you like and take them out again. That sounds brilliant, Bert. Now, if only I could remember why we came up this blooming nilly in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> the Nothing To Do With Anything show, Hold All. I never knew you could put so much in. Not big enough to carry a fridge freezer, a crane or a stair lift. Feeling weird? Then why not come down to The Weird Store? 
This artificial porcupine ejector is only $9.99. This fully operational windmill made out of rancid goat's cheese is only $99.99.99. Talk to a crustacean with our electronic mollusk communications unit for only $99.99.99.99. There's 99% off this thing that looks like a wok from some angles, making it just £9.90. This compact cassette recorder that only plays recordings of pensioners tap dancing is an incredible $99.99.99.99.99. And what about this clockwork lamppost with 30% off the recommended retail price? Just 99.99.99 of a nine. And that's not all. Yes, we've just put 40% back on the price of that clockwork lamppost. So come on down to the weird store. You won't find anything weirder. That's our peculiar promise. Branches in Frinton, Runcorn, Presswood, Egypt, Taunton, Alderaan, Holdorshire, Stains-on-Sea, Mucus, Tiptree, Teddington, Your Mother's Shed, and inside a biscuit tin just off the A40. Some items may be more normal than you'd expect. Check press for details. Trip Advisor! Hello, I'm Peter Pilbeam, supermarket manager and amateur hotel critic, and welcome once again to my regular feature where I review hotels up and down the country. I say up and down the country, it's mainly down. I'm not very good with heights. This week, it was the turn of the Three Pillars Hotel in Bournemouth to receive the pleasure of my custom. When I entered the hotel, the owner greeted me with what I'm sure he thought was a smile, but to my mind it was a grin, and I find grins highly irritating. After I'd explained the difference to him in some detail, he still wasn't smiling, but he wasn't grinning either, and that was an improvement. The concierge then started talking to me about which room I was in and when the meals were going to be served. Honestly, I was looking for a nice, quiet hotel, not one with endless chatter. At first I thought my room was far too dark, but then I realised I had my eyes closed. It must have been due to the tiredness caused by listening to the concierge for so long. It would have been nice to have had a reminder from her to open them again before she finally left me in peace. There was a small fridge in the room containing a complimentary bottle of champagne, which I immediately complained about, as to my mind this sort of thing encourages alcoholism. Yes, there was a bottle of filtered water in the fridge as well, but what was the exact filtration system that had been used? Was it safe? The concierge was unable to supply the name or address of the filterers in question, so I'm afraid the bottle remained unopened, causing me to partly dehydrate. At first, the room appeared spotlessly clean, but after a while I noticed flakes of skin all over the floor. Admittedly, this was due to my eczema, which had been exacerbated by my initial nervousness upon entering the room, but the cleaners were unable to get all of the flakes out of the carpet for several hours, thus encroaching on my daily ten-hour nap. The following morning, I was served breakfast in bed at 8 o'clock on the dot, which was very annoying because my specialist reverse diet requires me to start the day with an evening meal. On top of this, I found several other members of hotel staff to be quite absent-minded as they left a bowl of fresh fruit on top of my dressing table every day. Upon reporting this clutter, the owner had the impertinence to ask me to refrain from my harmless hobby of screaming throughout the night for the rest of my stay. He also requested that I stop using my siren, which lulls me into a comforting sleep with happy memories of my most recent stay in hospital. To cap it all, I was very offended at the end of my stay when I was expected to pay the bill. I found this both awkward and uncomfortable, especially as I had no money. 
I was then moved to a room that looked almost like a prison cell, which I'll be reviewing next week. And let me warn you, it's not going to be pretty. Thank you. Welcome to Where Are We Meant To Be Now, the part of the programme where we visit a little-known part of rural England. Today, I'm in the village of Underwhelming in Hohamshire. Let's see if we can ask some of the locals for their record requests and then completely ignore them. Excuse me, madam, do you live here? Do I live here? <laughs> oh, no. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't live here. No. <laughs> no, I live just over there. OK. But do you know much about the history of the village? Do I know about the history of the village? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. I only know about its past. I believe it used to be divided into three hamlets. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Three hamlets, four Othellos and one Richard III. Or was it three Richard Firsts? And are there many tourist attractions here? Wow, there's the great big thing on the hill over there. People come from miles around to see if they can work out what it is. <laughs> Do you have any idea what it is yourself? Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> no. I'm just a simple quantum physicist working on electrodynamics and the existence of antimatter, I'm afraid. Well, perhaps this is as good a time as any to bring in the village Dalek. Hi, John! Or perhaps it isn't. Uh, do forgive me if this sounds a little personal, but what brings a malevolent mechanical mutant like you to a peaceful village like Underwhelming? Well, I'm getting too old for that exterminating, John, and I wanted to retire somewhere quiet. I can't imagine anywhere would be that quiet when you're around, though. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to hear a particular record, I wonder? If possible, John, I'd like to hear the original Doctor Who theme to bring back happy memories of yesteryear. Well, in that case, why don't you simply order the CD online and then you can hear it whenever you like. That's all we have time for from Underwhelming, where we'd like to thank all the locals for being so rural. Do join us again for next week's Where Are We Meant To Be Now? And who knows, we might be visiting you and possibly staying a few nights. So do make sure you have adequate tea and coffee-making facilities and I expect breakfast at 7.30 sharp. Cheerio. Where Are We Meant To Be Now? was presented by John Dredge with Anna Emerson, Greg Haste and James Shakeshaft. The script was written by John Dredge with additional material from the producer Richard Cray and the show was directed in our underwhelming studios by... Have we run out of time again? Yes. <laughs>